listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. La, 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 la. I have a list of in crunch base that are talking about companies that have cut jobs. And some of them are like... Stop. Hey, Jackie, do we want to introduce ourselves first before? Nah. <laughs> going in. We're going in, people. We're going in hot right now. Um, hi, this is Katie Van Horn. And this is Jackie Clayton. Clayton. And this is the Inclusive AF Podcast. And uh, FYI, we're going to talk about jobs and layoffs and all kinds of things today um boom. boom all right so hit me jackie what you got well i just you know it's like we on this side over here we have all these companies laying off in tech but then we have some other organizations that are still hiring like and like general motors is still hiring and and they're about to add like three thousand new people and a lot of people are still hiring and so i just think that we need to look at who are we hiring in the first place and talk about what we can do for people if there is a layoff, different resources. Um, and I think people should be ready for those things. I mean, I feel like a lot of what we've been seeing lately has been like within e-commerce. There's like, we, I mean, we're like, we're having this inflation scenario, but there's just like so much going on in the world yeah attention me am i paying attention yeah you try to get gas lately in waco it was over five dollars a gallon um i forget what it was i just went yesterday and it was pretty bad but um let's back up just a bit so we we know that there have been layoffs at or there are so majority of the layoffs are in tech yeah so elon musk announced that he's going to do 10 percent of the employees are being laid off but then he like came back to non-manufacturing roles only in certain roles and yes, in technical roles. And um, it, it looks like to your point, like most of these roles are more of the, they're not manufacturing, they're not, um, they're, they're very high level or not high level, but they're like software development. And some of these roles that, you know, I think, I just asked you the question, like, are companies just over their skis? And it kind of is looking like that is the case. Um, but to your point, like, the economy is kind of dictating that a little bit. I just feel um, like a lot of this, like, there, it, there is so much disruption that nobody knows what's going on. And right. So I don't think, I don't think what we're seeing now within the economy and what we're seeing with jobs is a normal scenario. No, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, I think that that's the piece that is fascinating. Um, I don't know if you I do you have the there's like a layoffs dot dot FYI tracker that's yes. showing all of the different places. And there are like Clubhouse obviously did a layoff, I shouldn't say obviously, but it's also it's showing from a where are they? Like, are they seed series? Are they A, B, C, D, E? Like where, what series uh, of funding they're under? And so it is just, it's interesting to see kind of the, uh, where these jobs are. And I think industry-wise there, there is a mix, but I also would say, I think a lot of it is technical roles, technical like roles, that type of thing. Um, so yeah, 
it's I feel like you know like we're seeing so many things that are going on and I I just want people not to panic mm -hmm. um, but I also think we need to talk about as we talk about layoffs we need to talk about like how are we hiring people and what are we doing I mean you are in a more traditional size startup mm -hmm. um, that is looking at high growth and with um, with ChargeNet, with the cost of, of gas, I would think people might be looking at more electric cars. Uh, yeah. Just saying. Yeah, no, I, it, that's it's interesting because I have been obviously keeping track as we're hiring folks. Like, obviously, part of it is we hire. We're all remote, so that's a huge, you know, bonus for folks. Is a lot of people. I don't know. I can't tell you, and I'm sure you're in the same place where everyone I'm talking to is like, oh, I took a job that's remote during COVID. Now they want me to go back in the office and I don't want to do that. So I'm looking yeah, or I, I moved and now they're telling me I have to move back to California or New York City or whatever it might be. And they're like, no, you know, I've completely adjusted my life and my lifestyle. Um, and so it is interesting. Um, Penny would like a little bit of my water because her water is not as fancy as mine, I guess. Um, it is very fancy water that you have. Indeed, indeed. But I, I think that's part of it too, is that there's this, um, I, I think people got over their skis and got a little ambitious on hiring. And now people are like, okay, where are we going next? And if you look at some of the, the funding and, and what we're seeing come across legislation wise, et cetera, infrastructure is obviously a huge one as everybody knows infrastructure bill. So I'm not having a huge, you know, knock on wood when I say this, a huge struggle to get folks. I know a lot of my peers are though. I have a couple things going for me that, that are making it easier to recruit. Thank goodness. Well, and so. I think part of this is like, we have higher, where we should have been able to foresee this. Like we already know that part of the great resignation is that people recognize that they weren't being paid fairly. Um, and they just weren't going to do it anymore. Like, like people have thrown their hands up and it hasn't been equitable over the years. No, but um, I, sorry, go ahead. No, no. Let me hear what your response is to that. Well, I was going to say, like, I think it's also from like an equity perspective and from a awareness perspective, I, the part for me on the great resignation or you know, whatever people are calling it these days is the people are becoming way more aware of, well, what could I get over at this company versus where I am today? And not from a grass is greener perspective, but just from like a knowledge. And then also like, if I go over there, what's the culture and how will I be treated? Will I be the only of whatever? All of those different things, people are like, I know we've talked about it in HR for years and years that people care how diverse your team is, or people care what your culture's like, or people care. But we've had these glaring examples where that didn't really, like Amazon is, I think, a great example. You know, no offense to anyone out there who's listening that works at Amazon, but Amazon has been known to have a rough culture, like just turn and burn on employees and just burn people out. But they've had, you know, success hiring people and they've, you know, been able to keep their coffers filled very nicely, of course. But I think people now are like, cool, but I want to actually like have a life and I want to be treated with respect. And I want to, you know, the things that shouldn't be new expectations, but people are actually holding companies accountable, I feel like. I think people are holding the 
the companies accountable, but I also think some of the organizations like went into panic, like and treated this like it was toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Oh, like, ah, it's okay. To hire people and people are leaving. I have to replace them. Some of those people you didn't need to replace. No. Yeah, like, it was, it was like a, a good, what I like to call like the natural attrition that happens that you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, let's actually, or, or if it takes you a year to fill a job, do you actually need that job? Right. Did you just yawn though? Really? Just I might have. people know. I might have. Why are you trying to out me to people that aren't watching on video? Because I just don't know what any what that's gonna sound like without seeing. The did video. you sound? Did you hear it? It wasn't like yeah. You no, heard it was. Oh yeah, just wait. Oh, just you wait, Okay. Okay. Well, I I want to apologize to our listening and viewing audience <laughs> that I just ruined the entire podcast today um, by my lack of oxygen in my lungs here's yeah. the problem jackie so i'm now it's arizona it is currently i think it's like 99 right now but it might be a little bit higher give me one second um oh i beg your pardon it's 102 and so this time of the day when it's this hot outside you know my office i have to go outside to get to my office it's a very far commute it's like four steps but point of the story is you go outside and then you come back inside and it's nice and air conditioning and you're like <laughs> I should take a nap and wouldn't that be great? Yeah, and then you're like, no, I have six meetings, so I can't. So <laughs> I, I guess the question that I have is, so like, do you feel like the layoffs, the attrition that's happening now, do you think that's more of a course correction? Is that your, that's what you feel it is? I feel like it's a course correction. I think people, because of what we were seeing um, during the, you know, before times, like yeah. they just didn't know what was going to happen with their businesses. Um, right. but I, I just don't want organizations, you know, like maybe they overhired and panicked and maybe this is still a panic. I'm hoping it's a course correction, but what I've also seen in the market are people starting to panic and look for jobs where they, when their company might be completely stable. Right. Um, and I want to make sure when we see that people have been laid off, like how can we support those people? I did see something earlier today where it was like, you know, if you do, if you are part of a layup, like take a breath, take a minute, try to like rest for a minute before you jump back into things. If you can um, try to gather as many resources, look at what you have in your, uh, you know, your figure out your scenario kind of pause because there's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now mm -hmm. and it just seems to happening keep happening i would agree with that however i'm also going to just counterpoint it with one thing there is so much uncertainty in the world right now to, that to go oh i'm going to wait to look for a job sounds really scary well, that's why the first thing is not not do it. It's like, look at your situation. Right. I think a lot of people panic from the very beginning. Yeah. Without, you know, like, where are you at? Like, the first right. step is like, what resources do you have? 
who do you know in your network that's potentially hiring? How much money do you have available? Where can you cut additional costs? When is your drop dead, you know, point where you're like, I have to do something? Yeah. Um, and start talking about it because I feel like what we've seen recently that we hadn't seen before is like when a company has layoffs, they post it. People are posting all the people that are getting laid off because there's still a lot of hiring going on. Mm -hmm. There's still more jobs than we've seen um, in the past that are, are going. And there's still positions left unopened. I mean, you and I are both trying to hire. We both have open positions. Right. And it's still a struggle. I agreed. And uh, so I think th these are my points that I always, and, and I've said this to my niece and nephews, and I know most people don't do this, but it's the whole rule of, you know, have three months savings in your bank accounts. Now, I know that's not realistic for some people because they are living paycheck to paycheck. But, you know, when you are in a position where you're in a solid role, the more you can put away in savings and have like, just have that kind of backup plan, if you will, if the worst case scenario occurs. But I also think so many people still haven't recovered from COVID from, you know, all of these other things that have occurred that they haven't been able to build back their reserves. And like, as you just yeah. said, going and getting gas is quite expensive and that's, you know, groceries for the week or whatever it might be. And so it is this, you know, a, we have a lot of friends that we know in our network that do resume reviews and uh, I think do a phenomenal job. And I think there's also just a lot of resources, but I like what you're saying of just like kind of sitting back and taking a beat to, and, and I, and I don't think you're saying, Hey, take a month off. I think, oh, you're no. saying, you know, take a day or two to just take a breath, Yeah. write down, where are you today? Look at your budget, look at some of these things, figure out what you need from a financially, like, cause I think that's the other panic thing that people do is they take anything that comes across their desk. Yeah. Don't do that. It's and like a bad breakup like, and then just yeah. going for the, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't rebound to a bad company. Um, but I, I think there's just, there is that moment of pause to ask the questions, like you said, of where am I currently, what is important to me? Kind of almost like a, you know, a values evaluation or whatever, to start to think about what are you looking for in a company? What is important to you and, and what, what do you want to be doing? And um, I think it's, you need to take the time to cry. Also that yes. Because yes. It's personal. There's no way it's like you're just when people are like, it's not you, it's me because of the budget. No, you take it that way because at some point you feel like the company decided that you were disposable or unimportant and it can feel that way. And it's okay to mourn that and mourn the relationships and mourn the work, the good work that you've put there. But you need to take the time to really do that as well and take a moment to look at the things that you have accomplished and that you have been able to do. Because I don't think a lot of times people do that. Um, I have a good friend of mine that was laid off probably like five years ago, still hasn't recovered. Like still, still like has a, a sore spot for people at the organization and, and, you know, talks badly about the company because they did never had that chance to have closure you know right it's almost like like to your point it's like a breakup or it's like uh you know going through a grieving process you have to go through the what five steps seven steps whatever it is of grief 
and to get that closure to be able to move on. And, and I get it. Like, I think that is part of it that people don't also acknowledge because you go into that panic mode of, I just need to find something else. And so you're not in your right frame of mind as you're going and looking and you might make decisions. Like I, I, how many people do you know? And I could think of 10 people off the top of my head that have taken something because they were in some situation that they had to, or they felt like they had to. Mm-hmm. And you're like, had you paused for a couple of days and, and taken a moment to kind of look around and to your point, who do I know? You know, I, and I, I think that's also the piece you and I have talked about this, like what's the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And I, I, anytime I have a major decision in my life, I like to do worst case scenarios and I am very, very fortunate. And that I have six siblings that if the worst possible things happened, I have people that, you know, can support me that are part of my family. Totally. Um, but I also have those people that are my family. Meaning like if you called me and you're like, Hey, Todd and I need a place to stay. That's right. Come on over. Yeah. I don't think I would call first. I think I would just be like, Oh, well, that's fair. I would like just wake up and Todd <laughs> would be in a pool. Perfect. <laughs> you know me. I need a minute. Just a full, and it's going to be bad when I finally get to the, put when, the when you do it, it's going to be bad. <laughs> when you do call, it'll be, hey, can you bring me Corona? I'm in your backyard. <laughs> yeah, I'm in your backyard. If you could just lay with a line, please. Um, <laughs> but also take this time to look for a company that values people like you. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcast, and now available on YouTube. Yes. Instead of just hopping to the next place that is looking, because it's it's kind of a gift. I, sometimes it doesn't happen to you; it happens for you. You know, um, you can't connect the the dots going forward, but sometimes it can change into the best opportunity. Um, And I think it's helpful to take the time to support organizations that embrace and support equity. I mean, I think those, it's hard. We're all trying to do that as, as well and see what, take the time to do an inventory of what's really important in your next job and start there. Um, Someone called me last week and a, a woman works at a very major company um, and then it called to say they're thinking about a change and there's only two companies that they would want to work for. One of those being Textio because of our product and because of our company culture and the di- different things. And so I, I found it great that she was just like, you know, just letting you know, like, I'm going to talk about, um, you know, is there an opportunity at Textio or what can you share with me? And we've had a really great conversation, but she ha- still has a job right now. Um, and I encourage people because you always want to have your LinkedIn profile up to date, your resume is up to date, but also, you know, in the quiet moments, think about who can you 
support that will also support you, or at yeah. least it has a commitment to transparency so that you're not shocked or surprised. Right. Well, and I think, and I'm, I'm going to go back a few weeks because, you know, we went to work human a few weeks ago. We did. And I, I mean, again, I think you and I will both sing pra the praises of work human for ever. Ever. Um, but I think one of the other pieces, and I, I watched this happen to you multiple times, and then it happened to me as well multiple times where we were meeting folks for the first time in real life that we had developed I, I would say like relationships with and yeah. like bonds over the past years. And then it was like, oh, yeah. that's you in real life. Holy Hannah, Batman, like that's so cool. And also like, I know your entire story. I know your family. I know all the things. And, and that was also just really like cool to see. And then also to be a part of was, you know, having these relationships, bonds, whatever you want to call it, where we got to talk to people that we haven't talked to in forever or had never talked to in real life or met in real life. And, and those are folks that I would call in a heartbeat and be like, Hey, so here's what's going on. I need help. If I was in that, like, yes, those are the people. Um, and so I think, and I, I think we also met a few folks that we kind of brought into that fold moving forward yes. to say, you know, come be a part of this network that we have because there are just so many good people out there doing great stuff. And I, I, I do want to pause on this and kind of go into this a little bit deeper because I want to talk about HR Okay. in regards to some of this stuff. Um, home run? You want to talk about home runs? I want to talk about <laughs> a couple of things. So, okay. So one of the things, and I think I've shared this before, is I, you know, I had a mentor early in my career that said to me, Katie, as soon as terminating someone is easy, you need to get out of HR. Like it should never be an easy thing to do. It should never be something that you just do and don't think about or don't take the person sitting across the table from you into consideration. Mm -hmm. And that has stuck with me for years. The other piece is that, you know, I've unfortunately been the person that's leading reductions in force or been a part of conversations during reductions in force or at our RIFs. I have luckily not been on the receiving end of that at any point in my career. And, you know, I think my lucky stars that that's the case, but in those conversations and in those moments as HR folks, I want to just say kudos to the people that are again on the front lines, having these conversations, dealing with the emotions of humans, having to say, what resources do we have in place? All of these different things. Cause I think that's part of this too is, as HR folks, and we talked about this at Work Human a little bit, just we're exhausted and it's it's a lot and there hasn't been a break in the action at all. Mm -mm. And so if you are an HR person who's in the middle of this or has having to help support teams that are going through this, if you need to talk to someone, Jackie and I are both here. You all know how to get a hold of us if you need a conversation, if you need any support, if we can do anything for you. That's number one. Number two, please remember that there's another human on the other side of that table that you're talking to or on the other side of that email or whatever they're doing. And, you know, I mean, we've seen some poor examples of reductions in force. We've seen some decent examples. I want to have those stories where everyone is embraced, everyone is supported. And we heard a couple of those stories recently where leadership, the HR team have done everything possible 
to support the teams when they're going through this type of situation where they have all resources necessary that the exiting employees can tap into. And that's huge. And that just is another way to like make sure people are okay and make sure people have that bridge to what's next for them. And, you know, what you just said is spot on too. the, I have seen so many examples of people landing on their feet after this in a way that you're like, that would have never even crossed their mind to take that step because they were comfortable. And now look where they've landed and look where they are and how cool is that? Like me? Like you? You remember when I had my layoff situation, I don't remember how many Coronas or tears. It was a lot. A few, a few, but, but I, I think that that you're a perfect example. Like you did what you should have done, which is you went, okay, pause. Let me take a breath, literally take a breath and just go, okay, let me cry. Let me drink some Corona's. Let me have my minute. Yeah. And now let's get to it. Yeah. And you have the network, you have the people in place. You've done the work that made it okay. And I think that's something that we all need to make sure that we do. Like, you need to have your personal board of directors. Um, You'll appreciate this. Last week, I was like, I personally don't need any more people that want to tell me the truth. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) looking for brazers at this point. So if you would like to be in my uh, circle of trust, I I have real talk people galore. Um, But... You do have to have those people that will tell it to you straight or help you work through those scenarios. Um, but but you should always be networking and you should you never know when. I mean, like I have a recruiter on my team that literally we looked at an email from 10 years ago from Facebook. They were like, oh, I love talking to Jackie Clayton. I was like, I don't even remember that. And and that's how long we've known each other. And it also helped help when it was like, hey, I'm going to need somebody, like, we have a great team to be able to come over and, and work with me. Um, but I know, I think it, I think it's important to have that moment of crying because you've put a lot of yourself. It, you always put a lot of yourself in your work. Um, but I do think that there are a lot of people that want to support, and I'm glad that you said that, and do reach out to us and, and look at all of those Um people in your network and if we can't help you we can will point you in the right direction yeah amen and that's what i like i how many conversations have you had in the last six months of it might not be me but here are seven other people you can talk to yes. to talk about that job or to think about that job or whatever and i think that's the other and i want to go back to something you just said on the board of directors so for those of you who have not done this exercise before And it is truly an exercise that you need to take an hour or whatever amount of time that you need. And on a piece of paper, think about who would be on your board of advisors for you if you owned your own company or if you were a company. So if Jackie Clayton was a company, Mm -hmm. who would she reach out to for financial advice? Mm -hmm. Who would she reach out to for professional advice, what to do work-wise? Who would she reach out to to connect? Who's her connector? And so think about the different roles that you need in your life, network, connector, financial, professional, all of these different roles that you have 
And do you have the people that you can reach out to, to say, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of at a, I don't know what to do and think about it as a board of advisors, like companies have, yep. they, they can reach out to and say, Hey, we're stuck. Can you help me get over this hurdle? Um, and there's a lot of, I mean, if you Google, you know, board of advisor, uh, worksheet, I think there's a lot of different worksheets you can look up out, you know, out on the interwebs. Um, yeah. but it's just an exercise that I think is such a critical one to actually sit down. Cause this is also goes to that kind of morning period. When you start to realize who all is in your network, you'll be amazed at how many people there are. And it won't be yes. one person that you can reach out to for professional, for professional advice. It'll be 10. And if they don't know the right person, then they will that's give right. you 10. And, and I think that's the other piece is this is something that I think anyone, regardless of what level you are in your career, have those truth tellers. <laughs> As you said, you're, you're capped out on, on the truth tellers. Have those folks that are going to call yeah, you and say, quit it, do this instead. Um, it, like those are the people in your life that truly matter and will truly help you get better. So the, uh, yes. And the other part is don't be ashamed. Um, there are, I see so many on LinkedIn all the time where people, I mean, I went straight to LinkedIn and it was like, I got laid off. I don't know how I'm going to, you know, I don't remember it was long, but it was just like, I need help. <laughs> and I had one person who I didn't know very well that set me up on so many meets, meet and greets. Like I was like, uh, they were like, Oh, you should know this person. You should meet this person. You should meet this person. Um, and I was like shocked because they were like, Oh, you would do the same for me. And um and so you know they always say closed mouths don't get fed um you should ask for it because you just never know never know what you're gonna do and i i i think back just for fun to tell this story when clay was young we wanted to have a birthday party i think they were turning like five no maybe i don't know they were young and wanted to have a hannah montana party right and we didn't have any money we didn't have anything um, I always like to didn't have Hannah Montana money. We did not have Hannah Montana money. And I was like, oh, we want to have this birthday, but we don't have any money. And it's supposed to be a big one. And I had a friend who was like a photographer. He was like, oh, I'll set up, you know, this and another one. It's like, oh, I have a bounce house. And someone else was like, oh, I have extra hot dogs and you can use the hall. And, you know, there was like an event plant. And then by the end of it, people are like, you throw the coolest parties. And I didn't, I kept, I used all of the prior, like, birthday party grab bags because I couldn't afford to, to do that, to let people, like, get their own gifts or whatever. And it was, like, the best party ever. Um, but it was from telling people, like, this is what I need and I don't know what to do. And so there are a lot of people that want to help, hands-on help. Um, and so by saying, hey, letting people know, that you are still looking for an opportunity and reach out to those people that are doing their own gig. We have a friend, Tara Robinson, who we know is a big fan of the show and we're a big fan of Tara, that well, I remember when they lost their job and then was like, oh, I'm gonna just be a consultant. And it's changed their life forever. It was one of those like gifts, like it happened for them to be able to go on and do this. And it does happen. But I, I hate to see layoffs and I'm glad as well as what you said um, someone asked me like, oh, do you feel bad when you fire people? And I was like, no, I don't feel bad when I fire people. Do you feel bad when there's a reduction in force? Absolutely. 
absolutely. And I always say, no, I don't feel bad if we've gone through all of the right steps and we've tried and nurtured and it wasn't a good fit. Like we, I feel bad, but I don't feel bad, if that makes sense. Like I recognize that as a part of the job. Yes. I've never had to do a full layoff before as a representative of talent acquisition. And I, I can't imagine, I don't think anybody wants, wants to do that. No, it's not. It's not a good time. I'm going to just tell you, FYI, I've, I've been through too many of them and, and they are brutal. Um, because I think this little bit of the, you know, I have a little bit of that empath gene. And so I do, I don't, I, I take it all inside, but I would also say the the one thing I'm going to, on the flip side of what you just mentioned about reaching out, asking questions, asking for help. I think the flip side of that is if you are in a position to help, do it. And, and this is not give away your services for free. This is not, you know, any of those things. This is more, if someone's reaching out and saying, I need help, I need to figure this out, or I can't figure it out. And, or, Hey, I just got laid off and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Take that call and, and take the 30 minutes out of your life because it will come back tenfold. And, you know, and I can remember when we had the conversation with Robin after you had been laid off and it was like, okay, let's take this minute to, to mourn. But also then we sat and brainstormed of like, okay, what, what are we going to do? Like, how are we yeah. going to help? Uh, you know, what can we do to fix this? And I think that's the other piece too, is if you have your people, you can also do like, just do a brainstorming, whatever you want to call it. But if she's, look at I don't you. know what's going on. <laughs> you have to remember, you have to look at the ceiling. We learned that. You have to yeah, look at the something. ceiling. <laughs> I need, or I just need to like go lay down for six hours <laughs> after all these rest of these meetings. Um, anyways, but uh, being able to like, help or do whatever you can because at some point in time you're going to be in that vulnerable position to say hey i need help we are gathered here today to give you permission to plan the wedding that you want i'm jessica bishop and i'm sari wienerman and we're the hosts of the bouquet toss podcast Today's couples have to juggle so many things from family expectations to outdated traditions and what's currently trending. So to make it easier, we're going deep to figure out why we do weddings the way that we do. So you can decide what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. You are cordially invited to subscribe to The Bouquet Toss wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. By the power vested in us, we pronounce you free to plan your day your way. Yes. And I started doing something recently of because I felt so unstable between all of the shootings and talking about like rights and voting rights and all of the things that have been going on. I started trying to make a list of things that I know are true because a lot of people are like in this what if scenario and people are panic about things that haven't happened or we don't know are even going to happen. And so it's like it's nice to put a list of things that you know are true. And I think some of that means like, I know that I'm good at what I'm doing. I know that I have a network. I know that there are people that are hiring. Like I know that I haven't applied for a single job yet and there's lots of jobs out there. Like, 
so that you can like put yourself in reality and not base your insides to other people's outsides, which is really hard to do when, you know, it's I sometimes when I remember feeling like, how is the whole world going on when I got laid off? <laughs> like the whole world is, is it everyone concerned? No? Yeah, everyone should be in mourning as well. Yes, that's absolutely. Right. Um, but I, I, yes, I mean, I think that's the other piece is the being able to have those connections and have those folks and, and think about, you know, it's the gratitude, it's whatever you want to call it, like pausing and, and taking that into consideration too. Like what is true. And that's, that's also what I'm talking about. Like, what's the worst case scenario. It's okay. If I lose my house, I'll go move in with one of my siblings. If I lose my job. Okay. Well, there's 20 other jobs I could have within a few weeks. If I, you know, and I can go through those scenarios and know that it will, it, it might not be at the level that I'm at right now, or it might not be the exact job I want, but I could find something and I could, you know, get back to work very quickly. And so it's also just like thinking through those mm -hmm. worst case scenarios, but I like yours better where it's the, like, think about what's true, mm -hmm. what you know to be true, what you know to be a hundred percent. And honestly, in this world that we're in right now, there's not a lot of things that we can say. Not a lot. Yet. So, you know, whatever I you like can write thing. down, That's all I know write right it now. down, write it down do it and I think it's a friendly reminder where you take a deep breath where it's like I have my health and I have my family or I have resources um, and and that is in in the moment hard so that's why especially if you are lucky enough to still be employed in the and you're you haven't been part of a layoff you want to put those things together now to prepare to like you have you want to always keep your resume updated like I said keep your LinkedIn together um, make sure you have your personal board of directors and that you're surrounding yourself and, and that you have goals in mind and you're working towards that. If you have been a part of those um, layoffs, again, network, 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 look, and then find a company that the next one, you know, that is, has your best interest in mind or the world's best interest in mind that is uh, transparent and looking for an inclusive um, work environment where you can belong. Because right. it, they, they are out there. They're mm -hmm. looking for you and you you can look for them. And sometimes it, it works out. Well, and, you know, we have a, a mutual friend. And I'm not going to go into too much of a specific because then you'll probably figure out who it is. Um, but uh, she recently took a job. And when she took it, I was reflecting, like, she's going to hate it there. And it was one of those moments of, like, oof. I would not have chosen that for her. Mm -hmm. And, and then after it, I mean, I think it was like two months in and then she announced she was going somewhere else. And so I think it's also the, you will figure out very quickly. If you don't through the interview process, yeah. you'll figure out really quickly if it's not the right place for you. And there is an option. There is always another place that will be inclusive, that will be equitable, that will be good. And if you don't know where that is for yourself, again, Jackie and I are more than happy to have a conversation because, you know, we are fortunate to know some really great people doing some really great stuff and some really great cultures. And so we would be more than happy to connect you to whomever we can. Um, I don't know. What else do you want to yeah. talk about? No, I think we're good. 
So I think we should talk about your nap time. Oh my! I we wish. Really need to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that I had a nap time, but alas, no, I do not. Um, I'm sorry. I can talk about the shirt and the fact that one of the buttons on the shirt keeps coming undone. Sweat. <laughs> what? <are> you... <laughs> yeah. When you're out and you're on a call, you're like, "Whoa, hey, hey!" Are you this sure is that isn't on purpose? PG thirteen uh... establishment. Let's not get it twisted. Um, okay, Jackie. What's one thing you want Wait, to do? I have to back up. I did find something cool. Oh, go. You've got to look. Okay, so there's this oh, app. Exactly. We don't have it here in Waco because, you know, but it's too good to go. T-O-O, good, T-O, go. Too good to go. And okay. what it is is, you know how lots of like restaurants and things like that, um, they get rid of food. So, like, 40% of food is wasted in the U.S. at restaurants, at, at different grocery stores, etc. So, what Too Good To Go does is, at the end of the day, they will, like, put together grab bags of things that are maybe day-old. Maybe it's, like, day-old donuts or different things so that you can use them and you can pay a smaller price so that you can get um, their food that they were about to throw away, and you can get that. Um, so I think it's a great program. It's and, in multiple countries, it looks like. Yep. Um, I just found it, and I was like, this is a great thing. Helps the planet, it. helps organizations. So it's fighting food waste. Isn't so. it cool? So this, this is something a restaurant can sign up and say, I want to be a part of this. Or a store. Or a store. Okay. Yes. Perfect. And then they are able to say, hey, we have these extra XYZs. Yeah. They yeah. usually do. Most of them are like surprise bags, right? So it'll be like, you know, maybe you get donuts or crackers or leftover bread or something like that. It's but funny. I just... <laughs> You ever heard? It? I just heard, I found out about it. I was like, it's the coolest thing. They have one here. It's not that. It's a little. So it's like a at seventy pounds of produce, and I forget what the dollar about. It's through one of like the the food. It's not through the food bank. I forget. Like it's through. I think one of the farm groups here in town that does some of the like farmers markets. And I like my friends and I were like sending it around to each other. Like, hey, this is happening. And then I was like, seventy pounds. That's a lot. That's like enough for like a very large, and it was like $15 or something. It was something like ridiculous. And so I was like texting my friends, like, do you realize like, and I, I looked up like apple or bananas. I was like, how many bananas is in <laughs> 70 pounds? And it was like 400 bananas or something like it. That's not <laughs> right. So, like, I was like, well, that would be a lot of potassium for you. You would be. <laughs> That. Yeah, don't send it to your friends. Just invite all your friends over. Yeah, like, and then I was like, I guess you could like in his grab bag. Oh my god, it's like a grab bag situation. Okay, I'm so let's sorry, shut Jackie. it down, sleepy. Yeah, shutting I'm sorry. It okay. down. All right. So my one thing. I know it's a lot going on. I know that the layoffs are like one more thing on top of all the other things that HR folks are dealing with. Um, keep your head up. If you need to talk, we're here. And we are thinking about you all and, you know, 
as HR folks ourselves and as humans ourselves, we're here to help in whatever way we can. See, I went first that time. I love that. I love that. And know that you are worthy. You are still valuable asset and um, you are still important and you are still skillful and we believe in you. So that, you know, don't let yourself go there. And if you need a, a, a little boost, reach out. Reach out for the people that have that friendly reminder. A lot of these things you're getting that that are having if you're part of a layoff or you have to do it. There's a there's a reason for it, but it's not it's not you. You know, it doesn't right. it doesn't uh, it doesn't define your value. Unless you're a total slacker and you're not working, and then in which in case, which case we can't do much. Sorry, it is you. Um, <laughs> okay, so I have to. Get, I I know I just said like let's wrap it up, but also I have one more thing I have to comment on because your sign is there and it made me think of it. Um, did you watch the second season of Ted Lasso? I did. <gasps> okay, folks, if you have not <laughs> turned off your computers right now and don't listen to the rest of this, because I just have to say, when that sign was ripped. Her broke me. It broke yeah. me. Um, and also I wanted, I was like, no, you're not, you're supposed to be a good guy. What happened? This isn't, no. Mm -mm. Anyways, that's all I got for you today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate all of you. We love you. We love you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you, and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.